Greetings, children, and welcome to my chamber. My name is Rotherick Gastblood, and I'm your host of Tales from the Dark Chamber. This week, we have a great show for you. Tales to make your skin crawl. Each week, my chambermate and I read a scary tale that we found on the internet, or perhaps left under some corpse. Either way, we think you're going to like it, and we're just dying for you to hear it. So sit right back, light a candle, and let's have a ghoul evening. So, Woody, what are we watching tonight? Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. The seventh golden voyage of Sinbad across the Persian Sea. Yeah, he goes to India to rescue the fair Princess Salama, but he gets stopped by the evil queen who wants to seize the throne and sends out all of these beasts to stop Sinbad and... Woody, if you don't mind, I would like to watch the movie, too. But perhaps some of the aspects of the movie should remain a mystery. Oh, yeah, sure thing, Rothrick. Oh, man, this part is great. This is where they sail, and then this beast comes up and... Woody, huh? please don't spoil the show. Oh, yeah, right. It will only take a moment. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So now what's going to happen is this evil sorcerer is going to animate this creature and... Woody! It'll fly off and spy on Sinbad and... Woody! Then Sinbad is going to... Woody! You ninny! I would like to see what happens for myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love the old movies where they have the stop-motion animated creatures that seem so real. It's like, if I were a movie producer nowadays, I would make movies like this. Not the CGI stuff that looks real. Yes, but doesn't have the old-timey classic look. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like we can't make movies like that anymore. So many computers and so much reality. Too much, if you ask me. That's why I like these really shows off the creativity of the animator and the production crew. The editing, the way it's composited, the way... Perhaps I shall leave you to your movie, eh? Seems like you two have a lot of catching up to do. Jeepers, was this something I said? But that does remind me of one of tonight's stories. We have one that includes a horrific stop-motion animation that's not all that nice. We have a collection of three stories. The Tool That Can Fix Anything, Stop Motion Monstrosity, and Hallow's Eve. Enjoy! The Tool That Could Fix Anything by Tiny Hi, my name is Lucas, and I'm here to say the product we've discovered is nothing more than a sick excuse for people to enact their darkest fantasies. There are too many wrong hands in this world that this thing could land in. It's very dangerous and extremely impractical to even have around. Our story begins in the year 1969, the year of the ever-famous moon landing. It was around this time that technology began to change vastly. I was working as an engineer in aerospace division. I can still recall the very second I laid eyes on this infernal thing. 
One of my former colleagues brought it to me. They said they'd been studying it for months. It looked like a metallic black disc in resemblance to a UFO, which, by the way, totally doesn't exist. I immediately felt unease as they explained to me what it could do. They said, and I quote, It can turn into anything you desire, as long as you visualize what you want it to be. This would no doubt help a spacewalker, as it meant they now had any tool they needed at their disposal. I just didn't think it was right, though. How could something that doesn't follow any known laws of physics like this exist? I'm the kind of person where, if I don't understand something, I feel as though I've lost control. So when they brought it to me, I began to prod a bit, asking them how they made it. You could imagine my shock when they told me that they didn't, but rather, they found it. They told me how. Following a meteor shower, they looked to see if they can find one that landed close by their house, but instead found it. Then they proceeded to tell me how they spent the next few months studying it non-stop. They even had schematics drawn up of this thing. Everyone seemed to give them praise but me. I was a bit more cautious. While everyone around me celebrated a new technological breakthrough of sorts, I asked them all a real question. What would become of this tool if it fell into the wrong hands? It could make a complete psychopath's wildest fever dreams come true, is effectively the one thing that made me weary of this new gadget. I wish I'd never found it in the first place, because, like the money-hungry capitalists they are, they're now selling this so-called miracle tool to everyone. This, in and of itself, is a terrifying issue to me. They're now mass-marketing what is essentially a wide range of murder weapons just waiting to be dreamed up by any killer. People just aren't ready to wield such power. People, at their core, are just far too violent. Yet the media continues only to want one thing, a quick buck. It's no coincidence that right around the time the first commercial for this thing aired, murder rates across the world peaked. The worst part of it all is that it's cheap as hell, so almost anyone can get it. No one seems to be able to withstand its draw. From what I've observed, whenever someone gets one, it seems to consume them and take over their mind, causing them to lash out in ways they normally wouldn't. It's as if it heightens their anger and apathy by latching itself to them like a parasite. This, coupled with the fact that it can become anything the wearer wants, it's a deadly combination with dire consequences. This thing, upon latching itself on, seems to strip its wearer of all urges except to kill. People who have worn one for any extended period of time will gladly show no remorse for their fellow man. The media has heard of these side effects. I've been fairly vocal myself, but they still show no interest in stopping sales. Most everyone in my town has bought one, and they all seem to be acting strange. People that were once dear friends are now disgusted by the mere sight of their buddies. Nothing will ever top what I witnessed the other day, though. Things were more violent than usual. People were running through the streets like mindless zombies. They all shouted nonsensical phrases. At least, I thought they were nonsensical at first, till I realized they were begging for the machines to be removed. They said things like, I'm not doing this, and please make it stop, it hurts so much. When I looked to see what was going on, I happened upon a horrific sight. The streets were lined with blood as people ran amok. It seemed as though these machines had bored their way through the skulls of everyone in my town and were now controlling them. People, still pleading for these machines to stop, were being forced to commit horrendous acts. There was flesh being torn, 
eyeballs being forcefully removed from their sockets, spines being broken and ripped out, and heads being completely detached. All the while, these people were fully conscious of what they were doing, yet unable to control their actions. All I can say is, I knew the slogan, the tool that could fix anything. It was too good to be true. Stop Motion Monstrosity by Tiny I've always found old stop-motion footage to be quite unsettling. The way the characters would move was so unnerving and abnormal. This didn't stop me from going to my neighbor's yard sale and buying a box of old tapes. It was mostly filled with old movie shorts and things of that nature. When I got home, I started popping the tapes in one by one. But then I got down to that blank tape. I put it in and pressed play. I was met with a scene of a bland, dark room, almost resembling a shed with a chair in the middle. Sat in the chair was a man I didn't recognize. He had a blindfold on and was tied up as well. The tape went black for a moment. I suppose it was damaged somewhat. When it came back on, I looked at the timestamp, my curiosity growing. The timestamp had jumped ahead 20 minutes from where it was before. Now, a dark figure was entering the room on screen. It was moving in a very strange, disjointed fashion, much the way of old stop-motion videos. The rest of the room looked like it belonged in reality, but this thing didn't. It was somehow separate, different. It didn't match the space it occupied. It looked like it hopped right off an old reel of film. The screen flashed red, white, then black took over again. When it reappeared, the thing was now standing behind the man, a dead expression on its face as it looked at the camera. A muffled scream could be heard through the static as it slid his throat. Now it looked even closer into the camera, as if looking straight at me. It slowly raised its hand and pointed at me, just before the screen cut to black one final time. I quickly ejected the tape and wasted no time throwing it into our fireplace. The thing hissed, popped, and growled as it melted to nothing more than a heap of plastic. Later that night, still badly shaken and unnerved, Unable to sleep, I went downstairs to watch TV. When I got down there, I was shocked to see the TV turned on, with that thing's face staring me down. I froze in fear as it looked me up and down. I was thinking to myself, this can't be, I burned you. Yet, there it was. It reached its hands out of the TV screen, still making the same abnormal stop-motion movements it was before. The thing's face morphed into an array of different expressions as it crawled out, all the while looking very jittery. I watched in disgust as it fully entered my world. This thing was definitely not from any kid's show. It had four very long arms and that face which contorted in ways that were unspeakable to see. Its fingers dripped static as it slowly moved through the living room. The droplets of static seemed to have their own consciousness as they pulled on both sides of the looming figure between them. The house went almost as if this thing was draining it of its power. Soon, the only light left was the light coming from the two static portals. There were two more sets of four hands now coming out of each one, each bearing the same creepy stop-motion nature. I began to realize, once they came fully into view, these new additions were very different. They were bipedal, on all fours. They had faces like angry rams, Jaws, and teeth like dogs, and hands instead of paws, which had sharp claws. Each one of these things tracked my every move. I couldn't escape their deathly stare. I could do nothing as they blocked my only exit. 
They just kept staring, moving at the same unsettling old animation movement. This went on for some time until one of those bipedal creatures began to move towards me. Words cannot describe the wave of terror that washed over me at this point. It locked eyes with me as the face morphed into a grimace with its eyes beginning to glow a deep red. The slow movement changed pace. The thing grabbed me with all of its might. I tried to break free, but there was no way of getting out of its grasp. It dragged me, with my nails scraping the wood floors all the way to one of those wretched portals. The last thing I remember before waking up in a chair is seeing them all smiling back at me as I fell down through the static. Now, let's just say, I hope someone somewhere has a copy of that tape waiting to be played again. Maybe that'll be my chance to get out. Hallow's Eve by Sky Today is Halloween. Living in a country that doesn't properly celebrate it, I never thought much of it. Just another American holiday. Growing up, we didn't dress up or go trick-or-treating. What my country does celebrate is Day of the Dead. Supposedly, on the 1st of November, the veil thins and the dead walk amongst us. I didn't think much of that growing up either. On that day, we give out blessed food to the less fortunate in remembrance of our dear departed. We go to church where the priests mention by name our dead. But that's about it. No fancy costumes or carved pumpkins. No candy corn or spooky ornaments to cover our houses. We do light candles in the cemeteries, though. I like to think it's for the dead to find their way back. On the Halloween night, if you go in a cemetery, almost every grave will have a small light next to it, making it a pretty nice view. Although, in the last years, even my country people started dressing up and going to costume parties on the Hallow's Eve, but less of them remember to go light a candle to honor their dead. The ones that do go are probably elderly who still remember and care about their traditions. Still, a nice glowing view above the cemetery with many, many small lights that shine in the night like fireflies. I can see them from here. Now, before I deepen into this story, I must say I worked the graveyard shift at a small town gas station. Graveyard shift. Funny name, isn't it? Especially since the cemetery is less than a mile away. That should scare me, shouldn't it? Well, it doesn't. Or at least it didn't before. Not until tonight. Not until I saw the full moon on a night that I may consider it to be the most sinister night of the year. But I shouldn't let that affect me in any way. The moon is big and beautiful. The sky is clear. And there is nothing and no one in sight. Pretty peaceful night for a Saturday, if you ask me. The silence is deafening. I go about my day, well, night, pretty much as usual. Had in mind to keep reading my book tonight if I had no customers, but something makes me want to stay outside. It's cold and I'm shivering, but somehow I feel like that doesn't matter. What matters is I must watch the cemetery fireflies. They are hypnotizing. I'm watching them as if I'm waiting for something to happen as if I expect them to all go out at once, and with them to come, stop. I will not think like that. I can't. I can't afford to let dark thoughts cloud my mind. I cannot let these thoughts come out and have any control over me. I refuse to. With strength that I did not know I had, I came inside, nice and cozy. If it wasn't for the stupid COVID, I would have had a colleague, someone who I can chat with and wait for the night to pass. But I am alone now, all alone. A new thought now crossed my mind. What if I'm not in fact alone? 
What if... No, 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 no. The moon was so big and bright. And what am I doing outside again? How did I... How did I get out? And... And when? I'm shivering. Why couldn't I at least make a hot drink before coming outside again? There are like five degrees outside, and this cold breeze isn't helping. That's it. I'm going, and this time, hopefully remaining inside. Maybe the loneliness makes me lose my mind. Or maybe it's the night. But I'm certain I heard noises coming from inside the roof? Now, we never had rats or other pests in there, and the crawl space is too small for a human, but I'm positive I heard something resembling footsteps, followed by a whoosh. What? This is creeping me out. What if whatever drawn me outside wanted to keep me away from whatever is happening on the roof? No. Silly ideas. I'm sure it's just... Just... Just what? What can it be? There are no pipes. The roof is sealed nicely, so the wind can't really get in there. No pests. So what can it be? At this time, I have no right answer for that, nor do I have a theory or any idea of what's happening inside the roof. Well, what if it's something on the roof? I should go outside and check. Wait a second. Wasn't my whole plan to stay strong and not go outside? Okay, now I'm seriously freaking out. Power got cut off just for one second, and I think the generator kicked in after. I think my heart skipped a beat there. I must remain calm, if I want to get through the night and at least remain partially sane. Well, okay. Thankfully, our generator power is still on, and I think the roof sound stopped. I guess there's no point for me to succumb and go out. And wait. What's that scratching noise? From the roof? I'm pretty sure it came from inside the roof and not from above it, but nevertheless, what's going on? I'm starting to believe that this is all in my mind. What if I search on the internet if someone can hallucinate on a full moon on Halloween? Let's see. Great idea. Internet is down. Of course, on top of everything, why wouldn't the internet, my hope of some answer, be down? Another whoosh sound. I think whatever it is, it wants me to go out. But I refuse to. Whatever is messing with my head shall not win. I tried to find things to do, so I take my mind off whatever is happening. The noise has stopped, and now the dead silence is back. I can even hear my heart beat. I find it weird how I didn't have any clients in the last few hours. It's like time is standing still. But it doesn't. It's almost three o'clock, and isn't three o'clock the so-called hour of the devil? As if this couldn't be getting weirder in my head. Oh, what's that? Just scratches again. Never mind. I'll go out and see what it is. I can't let fear keep me a prisoner, nor can I let whatever wants me out dictate my actions. I shall go out because I choose to, and I shall take the trash out, too. Okay, maybe this wasn't my finest moment, since the trash bins are somewhere in the back, hidden from any light. And let me tell you that you don't know what fear is until you hear three whooshes a few feet away from you just to be followed by a rooster's call. If only that rooster could have been on the roof. But it couldn't have since the fence is very tall in the neighbor's yard. Also, I can't see anything on the roof. Night is quiet, candles are still burning pretty, and the moon is glowing. Perfect night if it wasn't Hallow's Eve. I could even sit a bit outside and enjoy the view. All I fought against tonight, this urge of staying outside, maybe I should embrace it. 
Maybe I should just sit down and stare at the candles in the distance. A very relaxing view. It's like something is calling me. Like, I should go there. Like, a way back home. Well, folks, that's our story tonight. Rothrick and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure had a great time bringing it to you, and we really appreciate you listening. Tune in next week when we bring you another chilling tale from the dark chamber. And just a note, if you're an aspiring author and you want your story read here on Tales from the Dark Chamber, send us a note at talesfromthedarkchamber at gmail.com. If it creeps old Rothrick out enough, we'll air it. And subscribe to our podcast for notification of our next new episode or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Tales from the Dark Chamber and follow us on Instagram or Twitter. If you want your story read for your own use, or you just want to have it, check out my website at woodygvoiceover.net. You can order there, or you can find me on Upwork as Woody G. And again, thank you for listening tonight.